Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and tricks and stories of what it's like to be a married couple and business owners and even just some, you know, things to help you as a business owner. And uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Allison, how are you doing this week? I'm great. I recently had the opportunity to chaperone a group of Cub Scouts kayaking, and it was a really cool experience. And you guys did way better than you thought you would. You were like, oh, we're not going to get very far if we get them in the water and go a little bit. You guys went a long way. Yeah, so it's fall in New England, and I was not looking forward to getting into the cold river water to start with, but we ended up having a really nice day out. Um, We had five, no, we had 10 fifth graders and then three adults, and it went really well. I was really excited and proud um, of how well the kids did. We had kids who had never kayaked before, and we took them on a river, and so it was like a little bit more than just a pond because we had currents to deal with. There were other kayaking groups. There were there were some adult tours that were in the same area as us, so we had to kind of maneuver, and it was really fun to watch the kids kids who were a little nervous, a little timid, um, maybe not so athletically inclined, or and a couple of kids who um, have been kind of babied. You know, we've got 10 and 11-year-olds who have never really had to take care of themselves before, and we threw them in the river, and we were like, okay, you got to do this. Yeah, I know. I think it's funny. Uh, we do this a lot with our Cub Scout troop that our boys are in and that we're involved with, which is, you know, we've got to get some of these kids to to be outside of the box and do things that they've never done before and not be afraid of them and, and, and give them a little bit of a leash to experience life. And give their parents that license, too. So it was a really cool experience because, um, you know, it was beautiful. We had fall, fall colors around us. It was a little bit challenging. I was nervous for myself, let alone these kids. Um, we didn't have to tow anybody. We had one little girl fall in the river, but she popped back up. The kids followed all of the safety training that we had taught them. And then what gets me the most every time we do something where we push these kids out of the box is how proud they are of themselves. Like there was one boy who his mom was really nervous. Um, He was nervous and he was like, I was in the front. I don't know how I got to be in the front of the group. And then another little boy who um, is a little bit timid, um, at the end, he was he his big his big takeaway was that he didn't that he did it that he didn't have to be towed and I think you know it's kind of like in life and in business as well sometimes we have to have somebody push us a little bit um, to realize how strong we are yeah and then you know one of the mottos that the scouts have is to always be prepared and that's kind of something we're talking about this week as it relates to you know end of the year taxes are coming get prepared for that and so. Good friend of ours joined us on our show this week, Chris Ernest, who uh, is a certified public accountant, and to kind of help us guide us through a lot of those end-of-the-year preparation things you need to do. Yeah, so we asked Chris to come on and kind of talk about its fourth quarter, what do we need to do, what do we need to be thinking about. So take a listen to what Chris had to share with us. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're here with Chris Ernest from Prozersky Hatch & Company CPA. Chris, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about you and how you became a CPA. Sure. Be happy to do that. Um, I've been in the profession for about 20 years. 
to be honest with you. I got into accounting because my father said, I wish I had been an accountant. Um, you know, he worked in business throughout his entire career and in some different finance and accounting roles. And uh, he was really the one who suggested, you know, that I that I take it up in college and instantly fell in love with it, um, just the balance of it all and the math side of it. And um, so that initially got me intrigued and um, obviously, you know, got my bachelor's degree and master's degree in accounting and got started in the CPA profession. And when I actually got started, I thought it would only last for a little bit. You know, I thought I'd maybe spend three to five years, get some experience and then try to go inside in a business and, you know, be a controller or CFO. But what I love about it is the variety of the work, um, working with lots of different business owners, seeing lots of different businesses and um, getting a lot of great, uh, building a lot of great relationships and, and seeing a lot of interesting things. It goes way beyond the numbers and you get to learn a lot about business and what makes people successful and what makes them fail. And um, and so it's it's a lot of fun, um, if, if you can believe that. Most accountants probably wouldn't say that, but for me, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know if I would say, I don't know if I'd say accounting's a lot of fun, but that would be teach their own, right? But I like how he, it's it's not necessarily the numbers. It's the inter, it's the interpersonal stuff that sounds like it's it fun. It is, absolutely. Yeah, the numbers are, you know, the the driver to get me there to yeah. talk to the clients. But what I love about it is, is actually the interactions and the relationships and helping people accomplish their goals. Um, you know, it's, I felt like it did, throughout my career, I've, I've been at the table and, and helped clients get some things done that have been really important to them, um, whether it's a financial goal or maybe buying a business, selling a business, transitioning it to next generation, stuff like that. And so, you know, it, it might sound a little cheesy to say, but um, I feel like I've been instrumental in helping people accomplish things that are really important to them uh, by doing the work that I do. So when you're looking for an accountant, how should you, how, how can, how do you find somebody who feels like that? Is it, is it just a feeling? What do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Relationships, everything, right? I look at this as a relationship business, uh, a tax return, a financial statement, you know, guidance on how to handle a transaction. That's like a commodity product, right? You can Google CPA firms, or you know, and ask your friends who they use, things like that, and you can you can get a leads on a number of firms. Um, I know the difference between a good tax return and a bad tax return, or a good financial statement and a bad financial statement. But to most people seeking out those services, they probably don't. Um, so to me, it's, it's really about relationships and finding someone that you feel comfortable with, um, that you know is going to be responsive when you have questions and get back to you quickly, someone that wants to meet with you throughout the course of the year, make sure you're on, on course for your targets and, and the goals that you're trying to accomplish. So, um, you know, I, I may be different in looking at it that way, but to me, it's, it's a, it, it really is a relationship business and finding someone that you're comfortable working with and, um, you know, that, that you feel will be a partner with you to help you accomplish your goals. Well, and I know that we've experienced it as business owners as well. Like there's been a lot of times where we've interviewed or, 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 or talked to a CPA to possibly work with us. And it's been like, Hey, just send us your stuff at the end of the year or sometime in the fourth quarter, send us information. So that relationship throughout the whole year is very important. Yeah. And it's, it's about avoiding surprises, right? So oftentimes in our line of work, it is that it's, Hey, you know, send in your docs in January and we'll get cranking on your tax return. And oftentimes it's too late at that point to maybe deal with something, or there's a big transaction that happens in the business during the course of the year. And the business owner doesn't feel comfortable picking up the phone and involving their CPA. And it could have been dealt with in a totally different way that may have been more efficient. Right. So, um, you really got to find someone who you feel like will be a, a partner to you. And that, that's what I say when I'm trying to talk with clients or prospective clients is I don't want to be so 
somebody that you talk to in January. I want to be someone that we talk, you know, at least quarterly. Or if you're thinking about doing something significant in the business, that you're going to pick up the phone and 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 let us weigh in, you know, because that's how we can help. Nobody likes surprises, and the theme really needs to be to avoid that, and you do that through communication. So that's one of the things we're talking about today, which is we're in the middle of the fourth quarter right now, essentially, and. What should people be thinking about now, the years winding down, like getting ready to talk to their accountant if they aren't already? Like what are some things people should be still yeah, thinking that, about? The first thing they need to do is, is talk to their accountant. Um, if they haven't already, you know, it's October, they should be picking up the phone and at least opening up the lines of communication, sharing some initial information about how the business is performing, right? And, and letting the accountants look at that and say, you know, if things continue this way for the rest of the year, this is what your situation could look like if we do nothing, right? And then talk about what you may be able to do to achieve a certain goal. I mean, look, when it comes to taxes, what's everybody's goal, right? It's to pay as little as possible, let's be honest. Um, and there are definitely some things that you can do as a business owner to help mitigate your tax situation. But in order to do that, you know, you have to get the lines of communication opened. Um, hopefully, folks work with CPAs who will open the lines themselves if the business owner don't, because it, it's, it's hard. You're in the weeds every single day just trying to get through the grind of the day, and you might not be thinking about... Uh, you know, talking to your accountant. So hopefully you work with someone that will open those lines with you, but if not, you got to get them open. And then, you know, again, look at where you are and, and, and where you expect it to be and what the outcome could be, and then talk about, you know, ways you might address that. So there's some things specifically um, going on right now that, you know, folks that own businesses that are looking at their tax situation and trying to um, maybe mitigate taxes should think about. Um, right now in 2022, there's still some really great incentives for people buying equipment. Um, and some of those incentives start to sunset a little bit as we go into 2023. Um, so, you know, if folks are having a solid year and they're looking at, you know, maybe a potential way to mitigate taxes and they've been thinking about making some investments in the business, whether it's in, you know, vehicles or computers or furniture or, or you know, tools, equipment, um, you know, there's some really nice incentives there right now where you, you can almost write off all of it um, in a lot of cases. So that's one way immediately people could be could be addressing it. What if you're on the other end of the spectrum? What if this year's, you know, with inflation and everything going on, what if this year's been a little tougher than you thought? Uh, what are some things you can do for fourth quarter getting ready for the end of the year? You mean in terms of not meeting? Your- not meeting your goals, Yeah. Well, from a tax standpoint, if you're not meeting your goals, your, your tax situation will probably be um, a little easier to swallow, right? Because um, you're, you're probably not going to pay what you may have thought you would at the beginning of the year. But I would probably say, you know, thinking about results for this year, if you're not where you want to be, is start to put a plan together for next year and how you're going to achieve your results, right? Start a lot of small businesses. They don't budget. Um, they don't um, set financial goals for themselves. I think that's a really healthy process that Every business owner should be thinking about doing, even if you're a small business owner, right? And trying to lay the groundwork for what you want your results to be and put a plan together to achieve them. Um, so that's something if I if I wasn't performing the way that I had anticipated, um, that I might start to think about what went wrong, right? And, and what can we do to address it going forward? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that the budgeting thing was something that 
because we have always done a budget, we were shocked recently to hear another company that is doing similar to ours, who does about $8 million a year, that he was like, how do you guys make a budget? We don't have a budget. And so he said, he said, we don't have a set revenue. And I'm like, well, I don't think most companies have a set revenue. Like, yeah. So I was, (laughs) I was really shocked to hear that that's a lot of small businesses don't have budgets. How do you, as a CPA, when you start to work with a company that doesn't have a budget, what is the your first suggestion to them to deal with it? Yeah, it's, it's to start with the big picture, right? What are your goals, right? If you're thinking about 2023 right now, what would a successful 2023 look like, right? And maybe you start at the bottom line, you know, a profit of X would be successful. Um, okay, well, for most businesses, they're, they're fairly comfortable with their expense structure. You know, they know what it takes that, to run their business and they know if they want to add personnel, what that would likely cost. So if you have a profit target and you have a decent sense of what your expenses would be, you can you can kind of back into the revenue number to get there, right? And then it's about, well, how do we chase that, right? What do we need to make that, uh, make that happen? Um, and work towards that. Start to put a plan together for how you're going to get there. Um, I don't know. With everything in life, I think you need goals, right? Whether it's in your business or in your personal life, um, we always have things that we're working towards. So if you haven't budgeted before, just start at that highest level, right? What would success look like? And then we can fill the pieces to figure out what it would take to get there financially. All right. And we talk about it with us when we build our budget. We kind of build three budgets. I mean, because we do everything off a percentage, it makes it a lot easier. But we kind of do that break-even budget that, hey, this is where we think we're going to be or should be. And then like that big audacious goal, like that that budget that's kind of, hey, this would be a perfect year if we did this. Yeah. And because we use QuickBooks, I just take our previous data so yeah. I can kind of figure out what all those percentages are in every category. No, I was just saying that's exactly what you need to do, right? You you have a lot of the building blocks already. And the revenue number, again, you can, you can figure that out, right? If you want to achieve that goal, you can get there on the revenue piece. Um, so- The other thing that's interesting about budgets, though, is a lot of my clients create them and then they don't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even a basic program like QuickBooks, like I don't know if you do this, but you can put your budget right in there. A lot of folks don't do that. I don't put it into QuickBooks, but I have a spreadsheet that that I dump. I take the QuickBooks report and I put it in the spreadsheet. Yeah, it's amazing, though, how many times I talk with people and they invest the time doing the budget and then they they don't really report against it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's the purpose, right? Um, So absolutely take advantage of, you know, the tools that you have available to you to kind of monitor your results. Um, And then when I build a budget or help somebody build a budget, I like to stick to that budget. You know, I, I just had a conversation with a client today where, where they're, uh, you know, they run a program that kind of mimics the school year. And so September results weren't what they expected. And he said, Chris, we need to go ahead and fix the, you know, we got to fix the budget to deal with this. Like, no, that's, that's the goal. Now we got to make up ground. So instead of talking about how we need to reinvent the budget, it's not a budget if it if it agrees to actual numbers, right? right. Let's talk about what, what didn't work in September. We have 11 months to bridge that gap, right? What do we do to get there? Um, and that should be the discussion point. So once you have it, use it. Um, and, and 
stay true to that goal. And, and you might not meet it, right? But that'll help you next year figure out uh, where you should be and what you should be working towards. What are some other fourth quarter planning things that people should do? Other things that people, when we talked about budgeting, we talked about, you know, some tax things that are still in effect. What else might be happening in fourth yeah, quarter? Most, most of your listeners are probably what we call cash basis taxpayers, um, meaning that, you know, from a tax standpoint, you know, they recognize revenue when the customer actually pays it, not when it's invoiced. Um, and they recognize expenses when they actually pay it. And what's interesting is a lot of folks that are cash basis taxpayers don't do a ton of tax planning. Um, they don't really think much about it. But when you're a cash basis taxpayer, you can really pull a lot of levers to try to get to a desired result tax-wise. You know, So if your income is going to be up in 2022 and you don't like what that's going to mean for you in the spring, start to think about now, You know, what can I prepay before the end of the year? You know, What bills can I pay now um, to have expenses from a tax standpoint hit in 2022 and lower my income? Um, it's amazing to me how often I meet with business owners, prospective clients who are cash basis taxpayers. They don't even realize they're cash basis taxpayers and what that means. So they should talk to their accountant right make sure they understand how they're filing their returns and work towards you know again planning to to meet a goal um and if they're not a cash basis taxpayer, maybe they should ask their accountant why they're not a tax basis, uh, excuse me, cash basis taxpayer um, and, and have that conversation. Um, because most small businesses, if you're under $25 million in revenue, you could qualify to, to pay tax in that way. And it makes planning and managing the bottom line really easy. So... Chris, tell us a little bit how people can find you and the services you guys offer. Yeah, sure. So uh, we're South Shore-based firm. We're based in Hingham. Um, the firm was started by my by my two partners, Michelle and Tracy. Uh, we actually all worked together at a large regional firm uh, for many years. And that firm was really moving up market and you know chasing public company work and private equity work. And we loved working with small and mid-sized business owners and family businesses. That's what we loved. Again, kind of getting back to that relationship piece, helping people accomplish your goals. And that's why we came together to, to put this firm together. Um, and, you know, we're really excited about what we're doing. Um, our website is phccpas.com. Uh, but you go just Google Pazerski Hatch, P-O-Z-E-R-S-K-I is Pazerski. And you'll find us. Uh, we're also on Facebook. And we're trying to get on Twitter. So I'm sure everyone will be excited about following our accounting related tweets but we're trying so that's how you can find us um and you know we'd love to talk with we'd love to talk to anybody who's looking for a real relationship with their cpa yeah the, like one of those relationships that's not just send me your books at just send me your quickbook file in january yeah, yeah exactly you know as accountants we're always looked at as you know introverted sitting at our desk you know pounding away on numbers and and our team is not like that. We want to be out. We want to be talking with our clients and uh, we want to be helping them in any way we can. And I think people need to realize that they're, you know, I think sometimes they think about, yeah, that guy, like the one guy by himself that does everybody's taxes, or they think about the big giant firms that have, you know, 200 employees. And there's a lot, just like us as business owners, there's a lot of nice, you know, mid-sized firms that work with small businesses similar to like our size. And I think what was nice about meeting with, meeting with your team was that you had the same kind of family feel that 
our business has. We're not a small remodeling company. We're not a giant remodeling company. We're like just we're like Goldilocks. We're like just the right size. Exactly, and that's the those are the types of people that we like to work with. And you know, we before we came on, we were just talking about the challenges that we face in our business, and we're both dealing with the same things, right? Yeah. So we can relate a lot to one another. We do totally different things, um, but. We're business owners too, and we're you know we're dealing with a lot of the challenges, and also trying to seize the opportunities, uh, just like you are. So, it's fun to work with like-minded people um, who who are trying to accomplish the same goals. Well, Chris, thanks for being on. I have a feeling we're going to be asking you back a lot to answer tax questions for us that we're just not qualified to answer, really, Allison. Yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And super helpful to have Chris on the show. I think we'll have him back a lot because I feel like uh, not only as a couple and thinking about how when you own a business together and, you know, taxes, but I just think that taxes are so confusing. Taxes are confusing. Budgeting can be confusing. Forecasting can be confusing. Um uh, you know, we worked with the same accountant for years and years up until recently um, when our accountant retired. It was the accountant that we had when we came into the business. So there's a lot of things that as I start to work through with our new accountant, um, I'm going to be excited to share because it's, I think we're going to have a much different perspective on some of these things. Well, and I think, too, that a lot of uh, business owners think of their accountant as the person who does their taxes at the end of the year. The person who just says, send me your QuickBooks file, send me your receipts, send me all the information and I'll I'll get your taxes ready and you sign on the dotted line and we'll save you as much money as we can. And I think, you know, when we're talking to Chris about it, I think the approach of, you know, that it's multifaceted, that it's just not that, that there's a lot that goes into that relationship and finding a firm and finding somebody to work with you, not only just on taxes, but maybe on budgeting or maybe on just the big picture and what your goals are is really important for a small business owner to find. Right. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners are good at what they do, but the money and the financing and the budget scares them and so they just ignore it yeah similar to like our business i mean there were there's a lot of people in our industry in the remodeling and and construction and general contracting industry they might be great carpenters they're they're probably great people and great salesmen even but maybe not great business people right and you know we were recently talking with some some other business owners and one of them who said he doesn't have a budget for his company and so that kind of really scares me sometimes. And, you know, when I talk to Chris about it, that's kind of one of those things that you have to do first because it, it gives you the blueprint for how to manage and what to, how to make decisions. Yeah, and I think he gave some great pointers on how to start that budget, even if it's, you've never done it before, how to get, you know, start with, okay, here's what we need to make for a profit. Here's, here's the base, you know, figure all of that out and then make that budget and, and stick to it. That was the other thing you said. Right, sticking to it, looking at it again. So if anybody is out there struggling with how to get started in making a budget, drop me an email, marywbiz at gmail.com, and I will send you the template that I've been using that kind of got me started. And it's great. All, I've got all the spots there and you can fill it in and it'll give you a good way to get started with it. And you know, Allison, talking with Chris, I I thought of a great book that you and I have read and I think we've actually talked about on this show before, but Profit First by Mike McAllowitz. And it's a really good book. There's, there's, 
tons of different versions of that book too that might fit your industry. I know there's like profit first for contractors for our industry. Um, and there's a lot of different ones, but that's a great book to start with, you know, again, just to start working on budgeting and how to build your, your systems for the year. Right. And especially if you're struggling with paying your bills or paying your taxes, it's going to give you a real good, um, systematic approach to getting started. So definitely check that out. And Hey, listen, you can listen to it for free on us, a free 30 days of audible. You can download and listen to profit first on that. Just go to our link, audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days of Profit First or, or maybe any other book that you want to listen to. Yeah, I've listened to both Profit First and Profit First for Contractors. So it's a really great way to um, get started. Yeah, so check that out. And listen, check us out too. Find us online. You can look for us on social media at bizmarried on both Instagram and Twitter, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. Like us, share, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. And thanks for listening. We will be back next week. We've got a couple more shows coming up this season, including uh, a couple of great interviews with a company that does some website development and marketing. That's coming up next week. We're going to talk about the book Love Languages, so you should listen to that on Audible. You get it for free there, too. Audibletrial.com slash bizmarried and a few other things. Uh, And don't forget, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're married with a business. (laughs) 